and he lifts one to left field. It is deep, it is high, and it is gone. A walk-off home run for Joe Gray Jr. morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Graham Slam Podcast, episode 21, and I am your host, Brandon Anderson. Welcome back, everyone. Another week has gone by. We have not got much news out of the vibes, XFL, pro wrestling. There's not much news that has happened in the last week, but that's okay. We've got a full lineup today. And speaking of lineups, today is the first day that, or first episode per se, that I will introduce a format to the show. Now, of course, you fans voted, you wanted more of an unscripted podcast, which I'm going to give you, but I'm going to give you it in a format segment to keep on track to make sure these episodes just don't go off into a rant. Some of them may, some of them may not, but... On today's episode, I will debut this format. So the opening segment is six-minute intro. We'll roll into the Entertainment 10, week of 1-8 through 1-14. This segment will discuss basically any type of entertainment that I'm watching, what I'm watching, what I'm playing video game-wise, what I'm streaming, Uh, movies I've seen or going to the movie theater, things like that, or just in general on today's episode will be my guilty pleasures of television. What do I like that is completely out there and no one else likes? Or they do and it's just their guilty pleasure. And then of course we will move into the weekly gram which is the main topic of every episode. Obviously, today is the 2019 Rocky Mountain Vibes season review. Then we'll roll into a familiar segment I've had on this, but I'm changing it up a little bit. So it's the who, what, when, where, why, and how segment. On today's episode, I will be promoting a dear friend of mine and his group of friends that run a amazing podcast which I have promoted on this podcast before it's the boundless gamers podcast I will every week basically promote something in this segment whether during the Rocky Mountain Vibe season the XFL season it doesn't matter when it is I will be promoting someone so it'll start out with who and then go all the way down to how, and we will have a full segment talking about these type of things. And then, of course, I will wrap up the Grand Slam podcast with the main event, which is a five-minute wrestling recap, pro wrestling recap, that is, that will go over the prior week of pro wrestling. All this and more on today's episode and going forward on future episodes. So welcome back again, ladies and gentlemen. I want to just give a quick shout out to a new episode or new series that I will be debuting as I've talked about uh, last week, the S'morecast. S'morecast will be a in-depth episode uh, 
targeted more towards my personal life. And on today's episode, right here, right now, I'm going to give everyone a preview of what that episode is going to be about. The first one that's airing on January 31st. Now, of course, like I've said, these this series will have 12 per year. They may feature guests. Um, they will go more in depth on my life, uh, my personal life. And on this first episode, it will be wildland firefighting. Uh, my almost two-year journey of being a wildland firefighter and to go over just what it took to become a wildland firefighter and what you may be able to do in your community, um, essentially if there is something around your area that you could volunteer for or potentially um, get a new job uh, with wildland firefighting. So that episode will be debuting again on the last day of each month. Uh, whether it be a month that has 30, 31 days, 30, 29, 28, whatever it may be, they will be airing on that last day. And this will air on January 31st of this year. So I look forward to that massive project that I am putting together. And I think it'll be pretty great to have a little more in-depth, off-the-collar conversation with my viewers or whatnot about my personal life that doesn't have to do with sports or what this podcast covers. And then, of course, I want to just in this six minute intro, want to discuss the plans I have for the 2022 Rocky Mountain Vibes and the uh, Color Spring Snow Sox season. I am looking to potentially do a weekly vlog on YouTube, um, which again, you can catch us on YouTube. Uh, Twitch. Those are some uh, platforms I'm going to start working with later this year and live streaming a lot more content to grow the Gram Slam podcast and the overall production value. So again, this has been your six minute intro. Let's go ahead and dive right on in to the Entertainment 10 week of 1-8 through 1-14. It's officially here. It is Entertainment 10, which is my 10 minutes of entertainment for the week. And sure enough, Thursday night was a huge night. Scream Part 5 came out. It, it is entitled Scream. There is no Part 5 on it. Uh, that's what a lot of horror movies are currently doing today. And I will give you my non-spoiler edition of the movie and... Then next week, I'll give it about a week and then give you a warning that next week I'll have some spoil spoilers on it when I discuss the movie further in and give a true full review of the movie. But just a quick review, 25 years ago, I was 9 years old, I went to Scream Part 1, it had to be one of my favorite uh, horror genre classic movies of my day growing up. And 25 years later, we have five movies total. And I, I will say, this may have been my second to best Scream movie I have personally seen. I, I still think the original one basically puts every aspect of a horror movie or cult following to a horror movie, essentially. And when you're nine years old and... You have all this creepy stuff happening with uh, the phone calls and things like that back when 
landlines were a normal thing. We didn't have cell phones. I think that essentially that was a huge thing with this movie of just how great it was because it basically gave it paid homage to the original stream movie and really kind of put a twist on it to modern day technology and just the modern day horror effects. I, I feel this was probably the goriest scream I've ever seen. Um, but overall, I will say that if I had to rate the movie from 1 to 10, um, I'm giving it probably about a 9.5. I'm not going to give it a full 10. Um, I don't think there's, there's a scene in it that I'll discuss next week that kind of made me question uh, essentially like what route they went with the movie um, and frankly was kind of sad, but I will leave it at that. I still say 9.5 out of 10. It was overall a great movie. I enjoyed it. I definitely want to go see it again in theaters. Um, I've listened to some YouTube reviews and some clues that have been pointed out that I, I may have missed or whatnot. So I definitely want to go back and see it again one more time before it's out of theaters and really enjoy it again and whatnot. So when we look at it, again, good movie. Highly recommend it. Next week on the podcast, I will definitely bring it up and give a spoiler review of it and kind of talk about the movie and how uh, it brings back the past and the original cast that's in it and whatnot. So uh, definitely check it out if you haven't already. And then the next big thing in entertainment that I have been enjoying is a podcast called My Funeral Home Stories, which is by Grant Inman. Um, he is a, I believe he's a producer on the John Jay and Rich morning show, uh, which airs locally here in Color Springs and across, it's syndicated across the country. Uh, they air out of Arizona, but he essentially started his own podcast about his funeral home stories. His family owns a funeral home uh, since he was a, a kid. And he ended up getting into the funeral home and going on these calls to pick up bodies. And it just basically gives a story, crazy perspective and story of what he essentially has dealt with uh, being around the funeral homes. And he started, I think, at the age of like 10 or 11 and would see dead bodies and crazy crime scenes and uh, car accidents where they were picking up the um, bodies to take to the morgue or to the uh, funeral home or whatnot. It's a very great, great podcast. Um, he currently, I believe, has two seasons, 22 episodes total. And the episodes normally, give or take, last, I think they're about uh, 30 to 40 minutes long. It's a it's a great, almost like a crime crime podcast series, um, but more gives an aspect of the uh, funeral home side or more side to uh, different crimes and everything like that. I believe season three is starting in late February is what he just announced, but definitely check that out. It is a great podcast. I put it as my uh, list for my top, uh, I think, 
10 podcasts that I listened to in 20, uh, 2021. So definitely check that out. Um, he also runs another podcast of uh, How to Be a Terrible Person uh, that I listen to as well. Very great podcast. Check them both out. Mad shout out to Grant on those. And then want to go ahead and talk about the overall guilty pleasures of entertainment world that I have and the shows that I like, uh, crime scene shows like CSI, Dexter, uh, serial killer type shows, and just the overall aspect of what I like to watch. I love watching trash TV the, some of the stuff that I watch with my wife is like TLC's 90 Day Fiance, um, the, any type of like home remodeling or flip or flop type show of uh, flipping houses, things like that. Those are my overall guilty pleasures of watching uh, when I am have downtime or just want to relax and kind of fade away from overall life um, and issues going on in life or whatnot. Those are my go-to. And then, of course, I really like watching vlogs on YouTube of different couples or uh, travel adventure type uh, vlogs. And then, of course, any type of like entertainment, um, computer, video game, things like that I really enjoy as well. So I'll, I'll put out a list next week on the Entertainment 10 of my uh, top 10 YouTube channels that I follow and watch or whatnot and kind of give you guys some ideas of what exactly I like watching. Um, currently, I just finished the Dexter New Blood series. And if you're a fan of Dexter and you have seen New Blood or you have not, um, definitely highly recommend it. There's been a lot of reviews online that they're very mad of how the this limited series ended. They're not liking it. I felt the series was very, very good. I'm going to give it a couple more weeks. May even re-watch the series altogether and give a full review um, during the Entertainment 10 segment of the uh, Dexter New Blood series. But I encourage anyone that has never watched Dexter and likes crime uh, TV shows or those thrillers, ser serial killer th thrillers, to definitely watch Dexter. It is a great show. Um, I think it ended very crappy with the season 8 ending, but I, I feel this kind of really essentially ended the series of how it needed to be. There was still some left-off questions I had at the end, but overall... I felt the 10 episodes that we got from Showtime with this new adaption of uh, Dexter was really good. Uh, very good villains in the, the the show, and the overall story really was thought out and processed pretty well, essentially across the board. So definitely check that out. Um, again, I will be giving my full reviews on uh, Scream and Dexter New Blood in future episodes to kind of let it go a little bit past the timing so um, people that don't want spoiled, even though giving that spoil warning, spoiler warning or whatnot, that just gives some more people time to watch these episodes, especially with me suggesting them and then going back and listening to my review of all the 
shows and entertainment that I watch. Um, it basically gets me through my day. Uh, may discuss next week as well. Uh, video games I've been playing. And of course, Halo that just recently came out back in December. I've been playing that. And then, um, of course, listening to different podcasts, watching TV shows and whatnot. So this has been the Entertainment 10 Let's go ahead and move in and transition into the weekly gram, our main topic here on this episode, talking about the 2019 Rocky Mountain Vibes season in review. Welcome back. On today's main subject of the weekly gram, I introduced you to the Rocky Mountain Vibes 2019 season in review. Now, before we get into the overall season review of stats and players and everything like that, I want to go ahead and take some time to just introduce almost like an origin story of how the Grand Slam podcast came about. Now, of course, that's two years later um, that I started the Grand Slam podcast, but the idea of it was fishing around back when... I became a season ticket holder for the Rocky Mountain Vibes when they announced their baseball team. So going back to uh, 2018 and before that, I was a huge, huge uh, Color Springs Sky Sox fan. Obviously, as everyone knows, I grew up here in Color Springs watching the Color Springs Sky Sox, um, went to essentially basically most games as a kid. Um, kind of broke away from going to games as I got older and then started here and there going to games with uh, family, friends, um, people I was in relationships with. Um, and then, of course, uh, once I met my current wife, uh, her dad, um, my father-in-law, essentially always uh, bought a bunch of tickets throughout the year. We would go to games all the time, especially on promotion nights. So it it became a, a family thing again, as like when I grew up here in Color Springs or whatnot. So um, when the Color Springs Sky Sox announced in 2018 that the Milwaukee Brewers were not renewing their AAA contract here in Color Springs, uh, they took a little bit of time to announce that they were moving down to a rookie A League affiliation, which is basically anytime a Major League Baseball team drafts players from college or whatnot, those players normally will go to their rookie A team and then kind of go from there. Unless they are very popular, then they sometimes start out double uh, A, triple A, and then they're up in, in the majors. So we were, we were told that essentially the Brewers were looking to bring rookie A affiliation team to Colorado Springs, which is a shortened season and would start at the end of May of 2019. And that was a great idea because the problem with Colorado Springs as well is prior to recently where we have been getting a lot more drier climate, we're not getting as much snowstorms, rain, things like that. Um, from when baseball would start either in March or early April all the way to the end of May, there would be a lot of games that were snowed out, rained, you you name it. They There were so many canceled games between those months here in Colorado Springs that it was just not 
worth the AAA team. Now, I'm not saying they should never bring back a AAA team and have that amount of games. I just do not see it happening anytime soon, um, especially with the transition of the MLB and how they're handling essentially the uh, minor leagues now uh, that happened shortly in the 2022 season into 2021. Uh, there's a lot of negotiations and everything with uh, contracts with MLB. And then, of course, they became the Pioneer League with the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um, and I, I believe either this year or next year is the last affiliated year where MLB is funding these private leagues like the Pioneer League. So it'll be interesting to see how... The Pioneer League and these teams do without any type of connection with MLB um, other than MLB being able to still sign players from these leagues or whatnot. Um, so that, that's where essentially I got the itch and idea of like, hey, we live not too far from the Rocky Mountain Vibes Stadium. There's only going to be about 43 to 48 games depending on the season here in Color Springs it is very doable to become a season ticket holder. And that's exactly what I did. Um, once the team was announced, I believe it was on November 18th of 2018, they revealed that after fans voted on all these different names, they chose the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Now, the Vibes were not a name, essentially, that was um, picked or that you could pick from. But a lot of their names were just outrageously stupid a lot of people still do not like the Rocky Mountain Vibes name they think it's trash they think that Toasty the Marshmallow is garbage it, there's a lot concerning around the overall hatred for this rookie a baseball in 2019 and then of course now it's a private league um, and the Rocky Mountain Vibes have that uh, contract still with Monclova. As far as we know, that is what is happening in the uh, this year, this season for 2022, where you have a lot of very, very young talent from Mexico that is not up to standards of what fans are looking for, essentially, with the overall transition from AAA baseball, where people were used to seeing um, players come down from the MLB to rehab uh, players that were just about to go up to the major league level. And then you would turn on TV and you would see those players up at like the Colorado Rockies when they were the affiliate. And then, of course, with the Brewers, you would see players go up to uh, the Milwaukee Brewers and be playing for them. So when essentially they changed everything, people were upset. Um, I, again, as I've stated on this podcast, I, I love these like pickup startup leagues like the XFL for football, Pioneer League is no different, and I really enjoy that aspect. Yeah, we're probably the worst team in the league, or were the last two seasons, but when I really look at the overall picture, I have created so many memories with my kids, um, with friends, family, or whatnot at these games that that is well worth it over the losses and not winning because again I've been a Tennessee Titans uh, NFL football fan since the 90s went to one or essentially one Super Bowl 
um, as the the Titans, um, obviously the Houston Oilers before that. But when you have these teams that are terrible, I mean, there's been some heartbreaking years through the Tennessee Titans. We are finally a decent team um, and have been for the last couple years. I, I still rack it up to be the day I, I was at the game when the Titans became what they are today. And it was in Denver um, at the um, Mile High Stadium or Invesco, whatever they called it at that point. It was week six of the NFL season, and the writing was on the wall for Marcus Mariota with the Tennessee Titans, and not to kind of get off on a tangent here that has nothing to do with Rocky Mountain vibes, but just to kind of pinpoint this aspect of how something can turn around with nothing really being done except one minor change. And that's exactly what happened in 2019. I went to the last game I've gone to an NFL game was the Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. It was a Sunday afternoon game. I was hyped up to see Marcus Mariota. And next thing you know, halfway through the game, he is doing horrible. He's being sacked nonstop. I think he had four or five interceptions that game. And that's when they finally put in Ryan Tannehill. And I'll tell you right now, I, I never liked Ryan Tannehill. I never liked him when he played with the Dolphins. I was skeptical about him being our backup. And even more so when Tom Brady um, left essentially the Patriots a couple years back, there was rumors that he was going to come to Tennessee. That would have been massive. But in the long run, when we take a step back and look at it, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry have transformed the Tennessee Titans. Ever since that one game in Denver, they went from one of the worst teams in the NFL to one of the best teams today. And as we can see, they just finished the AFC South and the AFC as the top seed, and they get the bye week this weekend. So there's a lot There's a lot to say, and Derrick Henry may be back next weekend to play whoever advances during the NFL wildcard week, but it's it's massive, and I am so happy to be a fan. I look forward to it. I really, really hope that we go to the Super Bowl this year and win it. Uh, obviously, as everyone knows, my Atlanta Braves won the World Series for this year. That's another team that was terrible, terrible for years. But when we rewind it back to the Rocky Mountain vibes, we've had two terrible seasons. One, they were rookie A affiliation of the Milwaukee Brewers. They had a decent team, which we'll talk about in this uh, segment today. But then you you had in 2021, um, you had this new team that was announced last minute. This was not supposed to be the Rocky Mountain vibes of 2021. So you had the, the worst team in the league, in the Pioneer League. But then these players then went to Mexico, back to Mexico. They played for Monclova Steelers in the winter ball league or whatnot. And... They ended up winning the championship. They were the best team in the entire winter league 
Um, and it was, I would say, probably give or take about 85% of the pitching staff and the players were from the Rocky Mountain Vibes um, this past season. So if we get them back and they are more of a team as they have been, it, we may see a different uh, scenario play out in 2022 than what we did last year. Yes, they're still young. Um, we still have no information on what uh, Ridge Run Baseball Club, which, again, their team will be revealed, I believe, next Wednesday or Thursday. And then, of course, the uh, NOCO Owls. We don't know where they're getting their players from. So there's that distinctive uh, situation as well that there's two more teams entering the league Rocky Mountain Vibes could have a decent year this year. We are playing the NOCO Owls and this Ridge Run baseball team a lot throughout the season uh, compared to who we played in 2021. So, to to just make it clear, if you are debating about going to Rocky Mountain Vibes, I, I would be invested in them maybe a year or two more. If they continue to have this contract and they continue to be in last place, it's a little hard to justify being a fan because that means your club is not making the correct efforts. And Monclova Steelers, as a professional team in Mexico, is not doing the right things to keep their club here actively consuming the overall play style. And it it, it may work for these players when they're in Mexico playing Winter League or when they get called up to Monclova. Because in reality, the Rocky Mountain Vibes, they may be in this, the Pioneer League and be this private organization or whatnot, but they are technically the Monclova Steelers AAA team if you look at it as a like professional MLB-type standard team. So do we have AAA baseball here? Not to the American standard, but to the Mexican Mexican league. Yes, we do. What are they wanting to invest in this team going forward? Those things will all kind of play out this season, I think. Um, but it was, it was just hard when they did have some great players on the Rocky mountain vibes, pitching staff and stuff like that. They got called up. We never saw them again. That doesn't do well for these private leagues where if you went out and just got a team, just like the Grand Junction Rockies, uh, the uh, Voyagers, any other team in the Pioneer League that are going out, getting these players, whether they're former MLB players or uh, second chances, rookies, you name it, that is what the ability of play is, and eventually it's going to die out. You're you're not going to continue to have these record breaking seasons of attendance that the Rocky Mountain Vibes have had. They placed second for the 2019 season in attendance in the Pioneer League, and they placed second again for the 2021 season. Those are big numbers. That is eight teams in both years that they exceeded the amount of people going to games. Now, geographically, there's some sense of why that happened, but there's also stadiums that are bigger than UC Health Park here in Colorado Springs and are not drawing even where close to what the Rocky Mountain vibes are. So there's an argument, obviously, to be made there. 
um, about the Rocky Mountain vibes and where essentially this all started um, back in 2019 or 2018, 2019. So we we were very thrilled and looking happy or looking forward to essentially having the new season come forward. What may actually happen with everything and how that'll all work with the Pioneer League overall. So when we look at the 2019 season, let's go ahead and dive deep into that. So the Rocky Mountain Vibes made their debut and ended up in third place in the Pioneer League South Division with manager Nestor uh, Cadorer, um, who managed his team to a 32-43 and record with 17 of those wins coming from their home games. 17 wins, that is not that much out of um, essentially 75 games. You only had 17 wins at home. That is is not a great record. But going back to the attendance, the total attendance record in the 35 home games was 137,294, averaging 3,923 per game. You're averaging four, uh, basically 4,000 per game. That is massive, um, especially for a team that was near in last place most of the season and then I think at the very end essentially came back and got in a third place. Um, now, of course, there's uh, each division, the South and North, only had four teams in it for 2019. And then, of course, the Vibes ended up scoring 360 runs but gave up 405 so that difference there shows the win and loss um it's something that essentially most of these teams when you start seeing that they're giving more runs up than they're scoring they're not winning games uh fan favorites and team leaders emerged over the 75 games um at the at home plate with uh joe gray jr you can hear that uh, nice opening clip on our uh, cheap plug here for our opening uh, uh, theme music. Uh, it's a clip from the Rocky Mountain Vibes uh, radio uh, that broadcast here in Colorado Springs area. Uh, him hitting a walk-off home run. And then you had uh, Micah Bello, uh, Nick Kell and Brian Torres as these main uh, leaders. And then, of course, um, a special shout-out to uh, Anestro Martinez, who uh, these players became fan favorites, just like we had some in 2021. Um, But they led the team in home runs, batting, um, percentage or whatnot in uh, batting averages, things like that. And then, of course, you had the pitching staff um, who showed the leader among the group was uh, Brady Chanel. Chanel, I believe is how you uh, say his last name, uh, who came away with five wins and two losses with a 4.76 ERA, um, pitching in 21 games out of the 75. So pretty good pitching staff they they decently had some good pitchers there was a lot of issues in the field um essentially with uh catching and whatnot and I I think we saw a lot of that as well here in the 2021 season that I will be going over on next uh week's episode but 
again, my favorite player who or players essentially who drew my attention for the vibes in 2019 was Joe Gray Jr. This dude reminds me so much. He played center field. He reminded me so much of Ken Griffey Jr. Um, he had the look. He was very tall. He made some crazy plays in the outfield. He hit home runs. He was overall one of one of the great players of the Rocky Mountain Vibes and has moved up through the uh, farm system of the Milwaukee Brewers. I believe he is with their double-A team now. And then, of course... When we look at the pitchers, my favorite two pitchers were Carlos Luna and Jose Albero. Albero, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, who we actually, me and my family, met and had brunch with at the season ticket um, holder team introduction uh, right prior to the season starting. Carlos Luna would go on to move up the rankings of the Brewers in the 2021 season and would end up uh, moving all the way up to their double-A team as well. Um, I would not be surprised to see Carlos Luna either starting for their AAA team in 2022 or even getting that great call-up to the Milwaukee Brewers level within the next two years. Uh, I'm calling it now. I'll keep an eye on that as the uh, episodes of the Grand Slam podcast go on and kind of see where these uh, – Rocky Mountain Vibe players end up. Now, we, we've we already heard there's been a few Rocky Mountain Vibe pitchers from the 2021 season that have signed with MLB. Uh, notably, you had the um, Atlanta Braves sign one, and then you had the uh, New York uh, Mets sign one. So it's happening. These players are making moves, and just hopefully at least for the 2019 team, they advance up pretty good because they, they were – they were definitely a decent team, just their record didn't really reflect that. Um, Jose Albero uh, didn't seem to go anywhere after this season with the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um, he's no longer with the, the Brewers organization from what I did some research on, and there's no stats after the Rocky Mountain Vibes, so I'm not quite sure if he still plays baseball or what happened there. I know he got hurt at one point during the season, so that played a factor there. Um, but when you look at it from a fan perspective, again, in my opinion, the 2019 season may have been one of the best seasons I've been a part of. Um, it was my first season as a season ticket holder. And there was just a lot of aspects that I have talked that I talked about last week or the week prior to that, where their promotions, their giveaways, their offers with season tickets just outshined this previous year and are definitely still outshining the 2022 year season. Um, it was great to have the option where I paid the little bit extra money for my season ticket to have a free beer per game. Now, I don't drink that much, um, but during that season, it was nice to go early because you could get in 15 minutes early to the game. I could get a beer drink that beer before even the game started, sit there, maybe have a beer in the second inning because I had two season tickets and 99% of the time I brought my kid, a kiddo with me or no one came with me. So I'd, I'd get those two beers in way prior to even the game, like advancing into the third or fourth inning. That was always my thing because those games were so long that by the time the game was over, this, 
there was no intoxication or anything like that. And I obviously made sure I was a, a responsible parent and person leaving those stadiums of never being intoxicated whatsoever. Um, but it, it was a nice option. Uh, beers are expensive. Uh, obviously, they have $2 Tuesdays or Wednesdays, I think it was this year. Um, but it, w- it was a nice gift from the Rocky Mountain Vibes to be able to go to a preseason uh, meet the team thing. I, I really hope they do that this year, even if they have the same team, because getting to meet more of the team and interact with them is kind of what I'm looking forward to if that happens. And then, of course, just the aspect of the promotion nights. They gave away a lot of stuff during the 2019 season. Um, they had contests. They gave away a Disney vacation. They gave away money at the games. They had um, UC Health uh, Fight for Life helicopter land on the field to present the uh, game ball uh, for the first pitch. There was a lot of stuff that happened in 2019, which I do directly think is affiliated with the funding they had for from MLB compared to 2021. But there was just a it was a whole different experience. It was a whole different um, view of the game being a first time season ticket holder compared to last season, um, and what this season may bring essentially. Um, I do. Again, I, I I think the 2019 season uh, went very well overall. Um, they finished in third place. They were not in the very last uh, last realm of things of last place like they were for 2021. Um, and of course, there was there was talk essentially that the Rocky Mountain Vibes were coming back for 2020 with the same rookie a affiliation team and of of course COVID hit the season got canceled and there there was no game there was no team or games or team or whatnot um so that was a disappointment but it is what it is we're still under a pandemic I'm hoping a lot more kind of phase out by the time we get to baseball season in May uh we did not as far as I know and I did not read any reports of this the Pioneer League had no issues. They had no issues at all. Um, there was uh, traveling between countries with the Rocky Mountain Vibes players going to Mexico, some coming back um, here and there, coaching staff, things like that. So overall, I, I think they have a lot to build off of, but 2019 was the prime year, in my opinion, for being a season ticket holder and being a fan of the Rocky Mountain Vibes because you still had that affiliation with the MLB or whatnot, and you didn't have like unknown status of what was happening. It was a brand new team. Um, they did a lot to promote the Rocky Mountain vibes, despite the fact, like I was saying, that people were upset with it. I don't know how many times I was defending the vibes because people just did not care. They wanted. If they didn't have their Color Spring Sky Sox, they wanted no team. And I, I think that is absolutely disgusting. There's so many jobs at stake with the Rocky Mountain Vibes and baseball that we need a team. I don't care if they're the worst team in the league. Look at the Colorado Rockies. They are terrible. They've been in the World Series once. They lost. They got swept by the uh, Boston Red Sox. But overall... They are a bad team. They're terrible. They have bad management. 
I haven't been to a Rockies Braves game in years. I refuse to go to those games. It is just a hectic time. The people there are rude. I, I just professional sports, NFL games, it, hockey's not too bad. It can get really bad depending if it's a rival night. But a lot of those professional games, they are not fun aspects to go to. And that's that's one thing I liked about Rocky Mountain Vibes and these lower leagues like the XFL. You don't have drama. At least you, there was drama at least with how they did not promote the correct seating. Um, there's one argument I got in with a lady about my seats. Wasn't too, too bad. But you didn't have a lot of people like just trashing the team from a perspective coming to the games like oh these are terrible people you guys are terrible fans when I've gone to Bronco games people make fun of you the whole entire way out if the Broncos win they they just sit there trashing you oh you're the, such a terrible team and blah 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 it's stupid it, I hate being so gun-ho about your team that you just trash everyone else in the process it's, it's not it's not a fun experience. It's not a fun experience to take your family to. And I mean, we can't, countless times we see over and over and over that people are getting in fights at these professional games. They're men hitting women at these games. There's just crazy stuff happening at a professional level that you just don't see in these local areas unless someone gets completely trashed and outrageous. And in some of these professional sports some of these people aren't even drunk they're just so like high on their team that they don't take an answer if they're losing they're they're salty about it I just go for the experience that, that's exactly what it is and I enjoy going to it and with the 2019 season again they they had a lot of players out there that were very decent players I think a lot of them will essentially end up maybe one day playing in the Major League Baseball level for the Milwaukee Brewers or get traded or whatnot as prospects to other teams where they're going to do great. Uh, again, Carlos Luna, keep an eye on this guy because I, I really think he'll do something. And same with uh, Joe Gray Jr. He is he is one of those players that stood out. Um, Nick Kale. Brian Torres, these players are in Micah Bello. Those are players from the 2019 season that you should look out for. And I, I do think, obviously, I'll talk about it next week for the 2021 season. There are some players that I think can make a huge impact. And we'll talk more about the players that have signed with MLB teams as well um, next week to kind of get that gauge of like, hey, the Rocky Mountain Vibes and Monclova Steelers organization are getting these players their, uh, getting their names out there to go to the Major League Baseball, to the ultimate level of baseball, essentially. So that is my review of the 2019 season. Again, great season, great year. Um, couldn't say much more about it, but overall, my perspective, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than the 2021 season in the aspect of being a fan. Um, I, I just feel there was a lot more fun things to do compared to this year or last year at this point because it's 2022 now. But again, 2022, 
Rocky Mountain vibes. You have so much sitting on the line here from what I've heard from other season ticket holders that this year is a year of make or break it. And I really hope you guys do everything you can for your fans. You've, you have a full off season to really plan stuff. And hopefully eventually I hear from someone at the vibes organization to pay for my season tickets. And then of course we can't forget about the color spring snow socks. That'll be another for another episode and to really dig deep into their organization and the Pecos league to see what their games are about. I will be attending some of their games this year for sure. Uh, it'd be nice to get 90% of the games where the vibes are not at home, um, which is pretty much our home schedule to go out to those games and enjoy those as well. So this summer is going to be the year of baseball and then next year will be even bigger with XFL going into the baseball season as well. So I look forward to everything. I appreciate everyone listening to this main topic on the re- weekly gram. And let's go ahead and dive into the who, what, when, where, why, and how segment. Thanks again. Thank you, Rocky Mountain Vibes. Thank you for the 2019 season for the Milwaukee Brewers organization. It was great. Let's go ahead and dive, transition into the who, what, when, where, why, and how. On today's who, what, when, where, why, and how segment, I am bringing back, promoting one of the greatest podcast gaming podcast out there I know and that is the boundless gamers podcast that is the who they are one of the best gamer podcast despite the fact good friend of mine runs it or helps runs it and co-hosts it but let me tell you it is a great great gamers podcast it's different from any other podcast I've ever listened to with video games And I've shared clips of it on this uh, series. And let me just tell you, they are taking 2022 by storm and they are expanding in many different ways. They started back on May 8th of uh, 2021 with their first episode, Our Gaming Histories, and the show was ran at at that point in time by Jock and... Mike, and now they have introduced their friend Indy and his wife Ash into the mix. And let me tell you, they're streaming now on Twitch. They have a YouTube version of the episodes up. Uh, No video as of yet, maybe one day. And again, the what in Who What is, again, they're a gaming podcast and a Twitch streaming entertainment service where they are streaming video games three times a week, I believe it is. Uh, Their big stream every weekend or starting the weekend off is on Friday nights. Do check them out. Boundless Gamers on Twitch. Um, You can find them again every week uh, streaming episodes on your favorite podcast providers on Thursday. That is when their episodes drop. And again, it's on all podcast providers that you can think of. They're on Twitch, YouTube. And then, of course, they have their 
social media handles, Boundless Gamers on Instagram, on Twitter, you name it. They are on social media. They are getting themselves out there. Please promote this podcast. Go subscribe to their Twitch. Um, It's free to subscribe to Twitch. They're very close uh, to succeeding 25 followers. And again, this is the start of a massive thing. Get in early while you can. Go back and stream all the episodes because I'm telling you right now, you will not be disappointed in this podcast and what they talk about with video games and life and everything you can imagine with uh they go behind the scenes of video games that you just don't hear people's opinions and things like that of what they're playing just overall highly recommend it and again how to get this uh boundless gamers podcast is to go check them out when they are streaming live on twitch follow on social media and listen to it on your favorite podcast provider So this, again, has been the who, what, when, where, why, and how segment of the episode. Every week, I will feature something else that I like, I want to promote, and explain everything about either a podcast, a TV show, or even come baseball season or XFL next year, the who, what, when, where, why, and how will become about players, coaching, uh, fun facts about the stadium, things like that. This segment can be anything, anywhere, anytime. But I want to go ahead and thank everyone for joining me on this episode of the Graham Slam podcast. Episode 21, we'll be right back here next Saturday morning with the 2021 season in review I hope everyone has a great week, rest of their weekend, and great week, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, and we will see you back here next week. Have a great one, everyone.